Hello and welcome back to Keeping It Pure. Today I have a very special guest, Ms. Toriana Sturgeon, a current grad student and teaching assistant in the Department of Spanish and Portuguese at UW-Milwaukee, and she's here to talk about her travels, her career, and international experiences. First, I want to get to know you better, and I want to start with some questions. Are you like a long day person or a long night? I think a long day, for sure. I really like the sunshine, and I feel more energetic during the day. Do you like to dream about the future, or do you like reminisce about the past? Definitely a future person. I'm motivated by what I want to be in the future. Summer in the city or summer by the sea? Summer by the sea. I love the beach, I love the sand, the sun, all of that. So U.S. popular culture is often overseas, and with social media and technology making our world smaller, I want to know, what is the U.S.'s impact and influence on the countries you visited? The U.S., definitely, the pop culture is definitely like prevalent in other countries, like for example, in Spain. Not, and not just with me, but other people that I've talked to that have visited Spain. One of the first questions people will ask you is, who did you vote for in the 2016 election? <gasps> so they definitely know what's going on politically in the United States. And um, I find that really interesting because... I don't know what's going on in other countries politically. But then another thing, too, with pop culture is that I noticed when I would go to, like, the discoteca, the clubs, mm-hmm. a lot of the music, not all of it, a lot of it was English. Not just Bieber or, um, like, Pitbull. <laughs> like, they definitely know what's going on in our country, even though we don't know what's going on in theirs. So that's really interesting to me. Here's, like, how you were received as an American in the countries you visited. Costa Rica. <laughs> I went there when I was in high school. It's 2016. They definitely knew right away just by looking at me that I wasn't from there because I had blonde hair, blue eyes. A lot of staring, <laughs> which was fine. I understood. They do a lot of, like, catcalling there. Not in an insulting way, but they would use the term, like, gringa and, like, in a nice way. Mm-hmm. So that was always interesting. And then in Sevilla... When I went there, I was 2019, and I was more aware of being an American, a different country, and I didn't really want them to know just by looking at me that I was from the United States. So I'd honestly try to dress nice. I wouldn't wear leggings. I wouldn't. Something I learned there was that Birkenstocks are like very American. So whenever I would wear my Birks, they knew I was from America. (laughs) Uh, Hydro flasks, the water bottle, they knew immediately you were an American if you had those. They definitely could tell by my backpack (laughs) because it's a North Face, and that's just very American. North Face, Nike, all of those brands. But they were nice in in Spain. Like I said, they were curious about politics and stuff like that. So, oh, and then one other thing I thought was interesting was that they were always so surprised that I spoke Spanish, and they would always mention in both Costa Rica and Sevilla, they'd always be like, "Oh, you speak such good Spanish." And I always wonder, are you just trying to be nice? Um, do I? Are you just making conversation? But yeah, they always say they always say that. I don't know. Like, can you imagine saying that to somebody? who's you can tell their first language is in english like oh you speak such good english i I don't know it's just i never have said that to somebody before and i got that multiple times when i was in costa rica and sevilla so it's just something interesting it's like they're excited that you care about their language and their culture so can you tell me about any like culture shock experiences i went to costa rica i was there for two weeks it really wasn't that long and the first week i was with a family and then the second week i actually traveled the country with my spanish class i don't know two weeks just wasn't long enough
It was more so just like honeymooning the whole time. I was yeah. very excited, happy to be there. And then when the time came to leave, I was sad. Sevilla, I was there for only three months. Every weekend I was going somewhere new, seeing a different city. So I, just, I was just always, and the truth is, is when I got home after Sevilla, that's when I experienced reverse culture shock. I just was really sad. I thought the United States sucked. I wanted to go back to Spain. When I got home, I felt more negative than I did there. Almost like a withdrawal. I do want to talk the cultural differences between like the European countries, Spain, and like Central American Costa Rica, and like what mm -hmm. that was like visiting both. So I compared it the Midwest to Sevilla. So the Midwest, I feel like we're all very, very friendly. And that's not to say people in Sevilla aren't. But in the Midwest, you hold the door for people, you smile at strangers, you know that. But in Sevilla, people don't smile at strangers. It's very weird if you do that. For example, my mom, she came to visit me when I was in Sevilla and she commented, she's like, Tori, the women here, they seem so mean. They just, they like want to run you over and they don't smile at you. I'm like, mom, it's just a cultural thing. <laughs> it's not you. It's just, we're from the Midwest. It's usually what we do. And they just don't smile at you here. It's just not. <laughs> um, so that was something to get used to. And actually one of my friends is living in Madrid right now. And she said the same thing that people just walk straight and they expect you to move out of their way and they don't smile at you or anything. And it took her a little bit to get used to that because, you know, she's from here too. So that was something a little bit different. Also in Spain, how you dress is super important. They don't wear leggings or joggers or Nike shorts. They always look nice. They dress nice. Good people when they go to class, like they just throw on their pajamas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there you have, you look nice when you go to Walmart, <laughs> you know, like when you go shopping for groceries, you just dress nice and that's just how it is. And then the Midwest to Costa Rica, I, Costa Ricans, they're, they're really, really sweet, really welcoming and really excited to show you their country in my experience anyway. One of the differences I noticed was the love for the environment, recycling and being conscious of water usage. They're very aware of the environment and taking care of it. And I'm sure that has to do because there's rainforests there and yeah. compared to here. Like, we recycle, but it's not everybody's priority. And then another thing in Costa Rica is that they're very laid back with timing. In America, we're very get to the party right on time. And in Costa Rica, you probably would get there two hours after the party started. And that's early, you know, and they're just very laid back and not as go, 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 get things done quick. And I guess that's the same for Sevilla. In Spain, people are very laid back, especially is eating meals. They don't eat meals in 10 minutes. They take an hour to eat a meal. It's just something they value is socializing and eating food. I feel like here in the United States, we eat so fast and there's lots of fast food and it's not as much of a social experience, you know? And then Sevilla and Costa Rica, I would say that obviously the types of Spanish is different. Their accents in Costa Rica, I would say they speak slower, just a little bit slower compared to in Spain. Actually, there's right next to me, the office next to me, she's from Spain and she speaks so fast and it took me forever to get used to what she was saying. And then two offices down, there's a girl from Costa Rica and she speaks slow. So I'm like, thank gosh for you because <laughs> I can understand what you're saying. But yeah. And then one other thing was just in, in Spain, in Europe in general, there's a lot of smoking going on. <laughs> Cigarettes are a big thing. So that was the difference between Costa Rica and Sevilla. Are there any, I guess, biggest challenges while living abroad? And then like, what were the most rewarding? For me, again, being from the Midwest, I drive everywhere. One of the hardest things 
was figure out transportation because one, it was in Spanish and two, it was just a whole different concept of getting around to places. You had to like know what time, where to buy tickets. And then another challenge was just being away for holidays because when I went to Sevilla, I was gone for Thanksgiving. So during that time, it was a little hard seeing, you know, pictures of your family all together and you're like, oh, I wish I was there. But you just make the best of it, you know. We actually, to make it a little bit easier in the summertime before I left in August, I forced my family to have a Thanksgiving with me <laughs> just because I was going to miss it and I didn't want to. You know, you do what you can, even if it's hard. But rewarding parts. This sounds cliche, but honestly, just learning new things about different cultures is really rewarding. You're seeing different parts of the world and that's just something really rewarding and for me trying new food was rewarding because i love food just trying new foods and seeing what they eat there compared to here that was fun and then for me because i love spanish just learning a new language was rewarding feeling yourself just be able to let the spanish flow off your tongue studying abroad you become so independent as an individual you learn a lot of things about yourself things you you stand for that you don't stand for things you can handle and can't handle i remember i went on my first solo trip actually in spain i went to bilbao which is in the north and i was so nervous i like made sure that i got the plane ticket i made sure there was a bus from the airport to my hotel literally the first bus stop was my hotel i was so nervous doing that trip it just showed me that i can i can do anything i don't have to I also made sure the hotel was in the city center. I, was like, I don't want to get lost on the side streets. Or after I did that, I realized, oh, I can, I can stay on the side streets. I'd be able to figure it out. I'd be able to do this. It's really rewarding feeling yourself be so independent. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. So if you could go back, would you visit? Do anything differently from your first travels in Costa Rica? I would love to see even more of the country and try even more new food. And then in Sevilla, I would have just loved to also visit more places because Spain has so much history and so many buildings to see and museums to visit so I would have loved to travel even more but again it was only three months so there wasn't a lot of time I feel like I didn't even try half of their typical dishes that they have there <laughs> sometimes I'll google when I'm like planning a lesson to teach I'll google traditional plates in Spain and half of them I'm, I didn't even try that visit if you could teach me one word from Costa Rica that you learned while in Costa Rica and one word that you learned while in Sevilla well Costa Rica is easy because basically their slogan of their whole country is Pura Vida which means pure life. But yeah, Pura Vida is like, Como estas? Pura Vida. It's just like a response to how are you doing? And it's just like a way of life, Pura Vida. Like I said, they, with time, they're much more laid back and chill. And I think that totally has to do with Pura Vida. I have like shirts. Sevilla is more challenging. Uh, my flag on the wall says Nodo. And that means no me ha dejado, which means he didn't leave us behind. The saying of Sevilla because, but I think Bonso, he said that about Sevilla. It just always stuck. So there's like fla those flags everywhere and it's all over the city. Nodo and Pura Vida. Those are my, my words. So you're a grad student at a university while teaching a class. As your student, what can you tell me about like the value of hard work and balancing? Being a student, it's not easy <laughs> um, because you want to have a fun time but you also want to get good grades so and i think that putting an effort to everything you do is huge really important that you try that you study that you do your homework and i sound like a teacher right now saying that no matter for me in high school people always called me a try hard and i was always shut up like <laughs> i'm just doing what i what i want to do and but i think that that was important like just putting effort into everything and being patient with yourself something's hard accepting that right now it's hard but that's just because you're learning it and your brain is seeing it for the first time so just always be patient with 
with yourself, learning new things and planning things out is huge. For me, I always, like in college, I look at the syllabus and I look at when is everything due, when's the last day of class, just being a planner, knowing when vacations are happening, knowing when tests are happening, having that end goal in mind, knowing what you want. Why are you drawn to Spanish language and culture? When I was going into high school, I had to decide whether I wanted to take German or Spanish. And I thought, okay, my grandma came from Germany, so I'm going to learn German. And my mom fought me on it. Tori, absolutely not. Like, I remember we were yelling at each other over this. Look at me now. <laughs> I'm literally a Spanish, going for my master's in Spanish. No, your mom's always right. That's what I have to say here. My love for Spanish really happened in Costa Rica. Again, because before Costa Rica, before that trip, I thought I wanted to be a dermatologist. It makes me laugh now because I don't even really like pimples that much. They freak me out. Yeah. So I don't know what I was thinking. But it really happened in Costa Rica. I think my host family was just really welcoming. They were just so nice. And I realized like how beautiful Spanish sounded, like how cool they sounded. And I thought, dang, that'd be awesome if I could just sound like that and speak like that. If you know how to speak another language, language you can do so much and travel so much and communicate with so many people and learn so many new things and that's really why i'm studying spanish and another thing with spanish is that it's just so common now everywhere you go i was just in door county over the summer people were speaking spanish there over in lacrosse wisconsin people are speaking spanish there here in milwaukee and madison it's just i think it's just going to become even more common and more useful and important you also see it in the music very much so like today in like united states culture why are you teaching and not in another profession where you could speak the language i've always loved Loved going to school. Always really looked up to my teachers and my professors. And I think that they've had such an impact on me that I wanted to have that impact on other people. And I think you find that in teaching. And I also think in teaching, you can share, for the most part, you can share the love you have for the language and the culture and seeing them get interested and want to learn more words, want to learn how to say this, how to say that. It really fuels you when you see your students interested in what you're teaching because you're interested in it too. So then it's like, yes, yes, yes. Just to share the love with other students and hopefully influence them to continue studying it in their future. Speak to me about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Having an immersion experience is by no means easy. So how have these experiences pushed you outside your comfort zone? When I went to Costa Rica, that was in high school. I spoke no Spanish. I went on the trip. I knew kids in the program, but I wasn't like hanging out with them outside of school. Spain, when I went to Spain, I didn't know anybody. I was going to live with a host family and it was just scary. Honestly, after all of that, what I you have to be ready to just do stupid things, say stupid things, and just accept that because that's how you're going to learn ultimately. Especially when I'm in front of you guys teaching and, <laughs> and I say something stupid or do something stupid. I'm like, well, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm just reminding myself all the time that everything's a learning experience. A little story from when I was in Sevilla looking stupid. When my mom came, actually, we decided that we were going to go to the Plaza de España and we were going to do rowboats because there's like a little river. Neither of us had ever done a rowboat in our lives, but we looked so stupid and we knew it because there were like so many people who were walking around the plaza, around the river, yelling to us, you can do it. Like they were yelling in different languages too, which was hilarious because we're like, we have no clue what they're saying. They're probably making fun of us right now. But we laughed and laughed. We learned a little bit how to rowboat. In Spain, my favorites were Barcelona. I loved Barcelona. It felt like um, adult Disney World, I always say, because Gaudi, he's a famous architect and all of his stuff is very colorful and very cool. I also went to Bilbao in the north, um, and then Granada, Sevilla, of course, and Cordoba. Those were all beautiful cities in the south of Spain. Totally right. I recommend Paris. It just felt 
so magical to be there because, you know, Paris is famous. Eiffel Tower and stuff. I also had the opportunity to go to uh, Morocco, Africa. I, would rec I went through a program when I was in Sevilla called On Fleek and they were great. We got to go to the blue city. Everything is blue. The walls, the ground. And then we also got to ride camels on the beach. I definitely suggest going to Costa Rica someday because it's beautiful. Rainforest, beaches, volcanoes, and there's so many different animals there. It's just amazing. So if you're a nature person, I definitely recommend Costa Rica. How has traveling changed your perspective? Traveling has made me just really excited to learn about different cultures and different languages. Because when you think about it, you can speak Spanish in so many different countries. And all of those places, if you travel to them, you could learn so many. It makes you excited, traveling, I guess. And it just makes you open to more, to new things that you wouldn't normally think you'd be open to. You know, discover yourself. Remember to stay pure and tune in next time. Any feedback, ideas, socials, and reference links are in the show and episode bios. Thank you for tuning in to Keeping It Pure. New episodes release Thursdays, 8 p.m. Central, and are always 10 to 15 minutes. Today, I encourage you to create content for your life that is pure of heart.